My next guest is Angela Petrilli. Angela is a Los Angeles master guitarist. She's the host of her own show, Petrilli Picks, a frequent guest on Norman's Rare Guitars, band leader of the Petrilli Players, endorsed by Martin Guitars, and one half of the Los Angeles band Roses and Cigarettes, which came to an end in 2019 when singer and best friend Jenny Pagliaro lost her battle with breast cancer. Angela was kind enough to sit down with me at Norman's Rare Guitars to share her experience, strength, and hope through it all. Oh, Miss Angela Petrilli, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. You're it's awesome. Cool to be, you're awesome. I am. <laughs> we met at the El Cid, which I was just talking to Norman about. Yes. For the amazing Eric Tesmer show, which you sat in on a couple songs. Yes, they're all those guys, Eric and Jason and Mark and Jenny. They're 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 good people. They're good people. But yeah, he calls me up. He's like, "Here, no, it was a text." He's like, "Hey." Um, so what do you do on Sunday? You busy? I'm like, no. And he's like, you want to be? I'm e. like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Did he? So, yeah. I'll oh, go ahead. So no, 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 but just went and he's like, bring Strat and just. You didn't know you he was know. coming to town. He's just like, hey. Oh, no, I knew he was in town. I was going to go. I was going to oh, plan okay. to go see him anyway. We're, you know, we're buddies. So he's like, you know, come on, let's go and play a couple songs. He's so fun to play with. All those guys, they're great. Yeah. Just great. Top tier. And oh, yeah. it's just watching that kind of music. It's like just the truth. You know, real rock and roll is not dead, especially, you know, blues oh, no. rock. Like especially in his hands. That's for, that's for sure. He's, yeah, he's he's one of those kind of players. You listen to him and you watch him and he makes you want to be better. You know, and he's a good person on top of all of this. You know, and America, he is constantly on tour. That guy lives on the road. So, if Eric Tesmer Band dot com, shout out to yeah, AT. shout out to Eric. We love you, all the guys, absolutely. You're from, born and raised here in Los Angeles, yes. down in the South Bay, yes. which I live as well, uh, yes. Hawthorne area, correct? Yes, born and raised there. Yeah, yeah. And you yeah. went to Hawthorne High. I went to I went to an all girls Catholic high school in uh, in in the West Side. It's called Notre Dame Academy. So so oh, I went wow. there. I mean the skirts and the blazers and the you know <laughs> the knee highs, the whole thing. Oh, so wow. yeah, I did that. You, I know. When did you learn guitar? I was nine years old. That's when you when first I, saw one. When That's I first when you got your no, hands I was four years old. My mom, um, she plays a little guitar, and as a kid, she would always play for me and my brother. And I remember watching her play and just like, I can do that. You know, I knew I would be musical since I was four, you know, and would watch her play. Wasn't totally sure it was going to be guitar, but I knew it was musical and wanted to play drums initially. And she took me aside. I was about eight years old at the time when I, when I mentioned that. I was like, Mom, I really want to play drums. And she goes, listen, you can't bring drums to the beach, but you can bring a guitar. How about we do that? You know, <laughs> so she's mom. like, here, put a guitar in my hands, like play this, uh, loved it. And then, you know, as an adult, I find out they got drum circles in Venice. Like you lied to me, <laughs> you know, oh, but, yeah. but, but glad I, glad I picked up guitar. I, I, yeah. So how did you start learning lessons? I, how it all started, I had heard Put Your Lights On by Santana. And Everlast, remember that tune from the oh, Supernatural yeah. Leave album? Leave your Oh, my God, the song's great. And it's got the really nice, big, you know, acoustic guitar sound. I it's loved like, it. And I went to my mom. I'm like, hey, I want to learn how to play this. She's like, well, you know, you got to learn notes first and stuff, but I'll show you, you know, how to play the chords, where to put your fingers, the whole thing. So she showed me the chords. And then the next morning, I woke her up. I'm like, mom, does it go like this? And just started playing. And she's like, okay, kid needs lessons. So went to the Guitar Center in Lawndale. And uh, is this on Artesia? On Artesia, yeah, yeah, yeah. So went there, and it's when they used to have the big wall of, you know, 
business cards of guitar players or oh, bands yeah. or whatever looking for work whatever so my mom you know is looking at this wall of business cards she's like okay that one and picks it and that was his name was jimmy scott and he was my guitar teacher for eight years taught me everything i know but i owe a lot to that guy and this is you're 10 years old yeah, it was like 10, 11. I don't even know no, how to pick even, my yeah, nose when I was old. 10 years old. So to hear that you were, you know, mastering strings and, you know, even just playing C and G is It was an F because that, that song has an F chord in it. And I remember as a little kid, she's like, okay, you got to kind of squeeze it. And I'm like, oh, like this? And she's like, yep, like that. Okay. You know, and. What was yeah. the first song that Jimmy taught you that you really kind of mastered and you're like, <sighs> I'm playing this one nonstop. Oh, that Jimmy taught me. Every rose has its thorn. Every, yeah. Just one thorn. <laughs> just one. Um, what was the song? He taught me a lot of, well, well, the way that our lessons worked is he would, I would bring in a song and I'd be like, Jimmy, I'd really like to learn this one. And he's like, okay. And he would he would teach me, okay, and here's, here's the chords and here's how we use it. And notice how they play an E chord, but it's not the E chord up here. It's the E chord down here and notice the difference tonally. So those sorts of things, he was, he was training my ear to do that. And um, I'll, I'll never forget the first lesson. We, it, was, it was at his place and he had a big radio, you know, tape deck, CD player, the whole thing. And he goes, okay. Um, by the end of our lessons, when we are done, he goes, I'm gonna teach you how to do this. And he turned on the radio and he goes, I have never heard this song before. And it was some song and I just hear, I just see him. And then he plays it. Oh, wow. And then he just turns the channel, it. just from hearing it. He turns the channel, it was another song. He's like, okay, I don't know this one. And he sat there for a minute and then he played it. And I thought it was magic. I thought it was magic. And I'm like nine, 10 year old kid. And he's like, don't worry. By the end of our lessons, I'm going to teach you how to do that. Do you think it, that's man, somewhat of a gift? Because I've been playing 20 years and I can't do that. I think it's I it's it's it is guitar. a skill that can be honed for sure. You well, know, we talked about that down at Hermosa Saloon the other day, and it's like you know my ears just so good. And it's like when you got up with Tesmer, I was talking to Eric at our interview, and yeah, I was like, what songs were you guys doing? How did you guys did you know the material? He's like, oh no, she just fits in where we, you know we lack or what. I'm like, what? Yeah, you find, <laughs> that, but that's the thing too is it's, is playing guitar it's not only you know knowing where to play with chords and all that stuff it's really listening and I think that's what makes a really great well-rounded musician is being able to listen to those pockets that may need something you know because you, you, you got Mark on the drums and he's doing his thing okay and you got Jason on the bass all right so they're sitting their own pocket and you're listening to it okay and then Eric's just all over you know doing his thing and it's great so again finding your pockets where you fit that can elevate what's happening because because really a band is a team mentality it's not you know this is the main person this is the main thing we all work together and yeah. it's all a language you know so okay if you know we were playing like good so bad all right so that's you know it's gonna be a one four that's going back and forth you know and, and okay listening to that and how eric does it okay and how can i compliment with my guitar playing and compliment the rest of the band how could we sound good as a team so I always think that whenever I sit in with bands, it's, it's again, it's a team mentality. And what's going to best serve the song? Because at the end of the day, that's what wins. Always. Obviously, understanding that is a gift right there because you, uh, some people don't take that approach. And it's all about them, especially lead players. You know, they're just... You know, it's, it's more fun <laughs> being in a team, I think. Yeah, everyone's got to do their role. And, yeah. um, 
but you can you can still we can put the radio on right now and you can just pick it up and I could go. figure it out. I could I could figure it out. That's it's very 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 impressive. <laughs> it's a lot of practice. When you're starting off, were you learning a lot of scales? I presume too. You know, not really. To be honest, oh, okay. that came later. Um, I just really wanted to learn songs first and chords. I was always very much drawn to rhythm playing, and it's still I, I think rhythm is, is incredibly important not only in playing rhythm guitar but in doing solos too just being in, being aware of time and how it works and, and then playing with other musicians and, 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 and seeing how that works together um, but I didn't get into scales right away okay. I really honed in on the rhythm section first and really getting that down as a player and then okay like I remember I, I brought up um, a Stevie Ray Vaughan song and he's like okay which like, one this was is it? some Pride territory. And, what was it? Was it? Um, no, it was Texas Flood. It was Texas oh, nice. Flood. Okay. And I'm just like, man, I really want to do this. My dad was a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan fan. That yeah. was constantly on as a little kid, always on in the house and you know in his car and, and all of that. And I just remember one day like, oh, this is special and this is different. I would love to just understand how he gets the sound and how I could attempt to play like that. You know, it's so. amazing that all the people that I listen to or I've talked to from John Mayer to Gary Clark Jr., Tesmer, they're mm -hmm. all drawn to uh, Stevie Ray yeah. more so than Hendrix even. I guess it's maybe more material or is it just... You know, I think with, with someone like Jimi Hendrix, he was revolutionary for the time. Okay. And just he really blew the doors off and, and really paved the way for musicians like, you know, Santana and Stevie Ray and and and, and all of that. Um, he was incredibly revolutionary in how he looked at the guitar was different than anything else then, you yeah. know. So I think with, with someone like Stevie Ray, there's this magical intensity and precision, too, because that guy was lightning fast, but damn, he didn't miss a note. You know, and his, his mastery of tone, too, is, is just something, like, still, even listening to stuff, just like, wow. You know right away. Just, you you know, and I, I think that's really just a, a beautiful thing, and I hope, you know, one day I can I can get to that point where, you know, you hear two notes, and you're like, that's so-and-so. By two notes. Like, you hear, you hear B.B. King, you hear two notes, you're like, yep, that's B.B. King. Okay, you hear two notes, that's Stevie Ray. Is that's that Santana. The amp, know? the guitar, it's, the how they have the dial set. Uh, I mean, it's it's I'm every, honestly at the end of the day, your tone is here. Okay. At the end of the day, just the way you're bending, holding. It is everything. the way you play. It is the way your hand that's plays so that guitar. That to me, that's where tone comes from. Because yeah, you can dial in an amp, and of course that has you know a lot to do with it. But at the end of the day, this is tone. This is Tom. Back to the younger days when you're in your teenage years, when did you start realizing, I guess, the emotional side of music when it really was, you know, affecting you? Like I do, I play guitar when I'm filled with anxiety or if I smoke some herb or if I'm, you know, just it puts me in a mood. You know, it's uh, not just a creative, but it's also, you know, for sadness and happiness. Did you notice that early on or you just thought was it was right fun? Away. Okay. It was right away. Right, I knew there was a deep, deep connection. Like a, a guitar to me is really an extension of my body and my soul and all of that. I knew right away. Were you mostly on acoustic early on? Oh yeah, I, I didn't touch an electric guitar for two, three years. Oh my goodness. Before I played, yeah. Cause I, again, just there is something so magical about an acoustic guitar and the way that you play it and the way you feel its resonance against your body. 
it's 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 something very special. It's something very special. So with me, I I yeah, I, I mean, I played a gu- acoustic guitar for two solid years before even buying my first. What was guitar. it? A Yamaha? Or? It was an Ovation. Oh, nice. It was like an Ovation. Those. It was a celebrity Ovation. I still have it. <laughs> celebrity Ovation. I, it was a celebrity Ovation. You still it, have it? Maroon that's colored. Great. Still got it. I mean, that's where I started. That's where I started. Yeah. You know. To and, hold and on just, to it though. Yeah, I have that, I have I a problem with that. <laughs> selling guitars i still i yeah i have i have yet to really sell any of them i still have them all so obviously uh <laughs> your mom you know that's so cool she acknowledged that and get you started with lessons did jimmy kind of uh jimmy scott your teacher yeah. acknowledged that you were you know just had a knack for this and he you were would, extremely talented yeah and like, wow, he I'm would bring me some gold I, I remember it was the first couple lessons and i played a bar chord and he goes oh Okay, you know bar chords too. Okay, and I can see like the wheels turning. He was quite a hard ass. Like he was, he was very tough on me, with with lessons. And okay, like I would play a line. He's like, nope. He goes, I don't believe it, dude. Again. <laughs> oh yeah, and and I was so when I was sixteen, uh, he he's like, all right, I, you know, I play at this place. We do an open, you know, blues jam. Bring your strat. Bring your strat and you know we'll have you up on a song how old Bring is this song. i was 16. oh my god and this was like a bar in torrance and that my parents even let me the go crest the crest <laughs> wow the crest i cut my teeth with the crest i would go i think it was thursday nights or tuesday nights i forget um but yeah so i would cut my teeth there and he would anyway so this first time he brought me so he he's like all right come on down um bring your strat you know so i would sit there they would do the first set and it was a band it was a rotating band there were different people coming in and out of that place. You never knew who was coming in. Were you, you know, nervous as all people. hell being 16 years old? A little bit. Older players. A little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, who's this kid? Yeah. <laughs> you know, first well, of all, she shouldn't well. be here and she's got the X on her hand. Like, this kid shouldn't be here. But they sell food till 10. So, technically, I was still <laughs> able to go there. Um, but the experience you got from that, though, oh, was yeah. immeasurable. So, what, what would happen is he would play the first set and. You know, the set would be over. He'd be tired. He's like, okay, um, my hands hurt. So this next set, <laughs> you're going to be the guitar player. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like, oh, shit. Okay. Um, and they would call the songs. They'd go, okay, we're going to do a blues shuffle and F or whatever. And through the lessons that we had together, okay, I had to know, okay, we're in the key of F. It's a one, four, five progression. Okay, I could do, you know, I had to know my major minor relatives, all that stuff, so that I could, you know, properly play up and down the neck and that whole thing and, and, and solo and sound good. And if there was, see, there were two guitar players and I would be the third one. Okay, so you got to know your inversions of your chords before you can go in. You don't want to be playing the same stuff, you know, and it would sound muddy. So you got you to know where your inversions are. And some days I did great and some days I sucked. Yeah. So we would drive back and you know we would talk during the ride okay he's like what'd you do well what could you have worked on what could have been better and i love those conversations we would do that okay yeah i could have did this and he's like you know don't be afraid you know to use that you know to go ahead and and play this way and and step on that pedal and he's like notice how when you didn't step on the pedal in your solo notice how it wasn't in the mix but when you use the the tube screamer how it moves up and how it cuts and see when you use this certain you know pickup configuration okay see how it cut you know, so he would not only teach me, you know, literally how to play, but how to play in a, in a band. Because sure, you can sit in your bed and like play and practice doing metronome and all that stuff. And that's great and important. Yes. But then there's that other side of it of, okay, you got to go out and play. Because one gig is worth like a hundred rehearsals. 
you know, and yeah. that's where you really learn. You're like, okay, yeah, I need to work on that. Okay, I could do this better. Yep, okay. That's so... Yeah, he threw me into insane. the fire. Insane. That's not even a guitar <laughs> teacher anymore where you have just... That's like a father figure in it a was, sense when you're at that age and he's just... You know, you have that kind of... In, I, he has uh, that kind of insight I in still talk playing. to him all the time about stuff. Is he still teaching? I'm sure he is. Wow. I'm sure he is. Yeah, he's in, he's in Florida now. Okay. But yeah, he, he... I was so sad that last lesson and he's like... I taught you. He's like, I taught you everything I know. He's like, now it's up to you to, to, you know, pave your own path. And he's like, and if you can promise me one thing, he's like, don't sound like me, sound like you, yeah. and find whatever that is that makes you you. And find that. Is that the that. best valuable piece of advice you oh, received? Oh yeah, I think so. I think it, it really is. He goes, find you because you have something to say. And the older I get, the more I realize that. Like, okay, like, there's no one like you. There's no one else like me. You know, yeah. and it's 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 up to us to okay find whatever that voice is. Whether it's you know you're an artist, and this is the art you make, or this is you're a musician, and this is the music you make. You know, just stick into your guns and your gut, and you know, because a lot of people are going to want to put you in a box, and you got to be really adamant on this is this is my story, and this is what I have to say, and how I'm going to say it. And apply that to anything in life. Oh yeah, be your own. You know, there's so, with the uh, Instagram and social media today, we. You know, everyone's mimicking everyone else because they think that's the way to success. Right. You know, there's already somebody that sounds like Steve I. There's right. already somebody that sings like Sheryl Crow. And, you know, I think it's almost the record industry's fault because they cheat, or any, you know, even in movies, they just try to recreate what they had before that was a hit. And um, I think it's trickled down to musicians that right. they have to sound like this or that and you know i think it's it's important to of course we're going to be inspired by different things like yes you'll you'll hear my playing all right she's definitely a hendrix fan okay she's definitely a stevie ray vaughn fan yes but using that to help you find your voice and you know and and, and again i think of it just as a you know a nod and a, and, a, and a gratefulness to those players before me you know gosh bonnie Raitt too and the way that she oh, plays yeah. slide man <laughs> it's it's like a human voice it is it's so i just love how she plays What's going on in high school then? So you're 16, you're yeah. carrying around a strat at a Catholic all-girls school. Yeah. Are you the, the coolest <laughs> girl in school, the outcast? You know, or? I got to say, we it was a really small school. I believe there was 120 of us in, in my graduating class. Grades? Oh, just in the, just in the graduating okay. class, yes. Yeah. So about 400-ish at the school. Um, it, was a, it was a beautiful place to grow up, I think, because we were all we all supported each other so it was never like those are the lame kids and these are the cool kids it was never okay. like that at least from my experience mm -hmm. in high school we were all just we're all just here to you know find out who we are and were you uh um, you know. was there other kids you were playing with and yeah like, there were a few girls stuff? there were a few girls at the school like other I play girls drums. Playing guitar too. yeah i play drums i play guitar and yeah, so we, you know, was there like talent play. night, and you were just coming out there ripping Texas I, Flood? And I, I, I like, was not, I girl? was not quite there yet with the <laughs> Texas Flood in high school. I wish, I was really into a lot of the '90s stuff. So, so you know, a lot of, you know, Incubus. My God, they were one of my favorite bands in high school. Oh man, follow Love that. me. Oh my God, <laughs> pardon me, man. Pardon me. <laughs> Um, they're yeah, going back they're, on tour this year. They are. They, I just recently saw them for the, the Make Yourself tour at the Greek. It was uh, just hearing that album front to back. Thirteen-year-old Angela was so excited. They're from great. the valley here. Aren't they're they? from Calabasas. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. They're from Calabasas. That's you. Stones throw from here. Um, but yeah, really didn't get into blues playing. Gosh, until I was in college, really. And I'm like, oh, I like this. This connects with me. I okay. 
I, I, this really speaks to me. And then when, you know, found, I mean, Stevie Ray was always on my house, but then, okay, I would always do my homework. And this was something Jimmy taught me too. go back. So who inspired someone like Stevie Ray Vaughan? Who inspired someone like Jimi Hendrix? Okay. And you go back, Muddy Waters. Who's this guy? What's he all about? Oh, wow. This stuff's great. Okay, cool. And you just, again, doing that history. And I I think that is really important too, is as, as musicians and artists and, you know, whatever we do, someone inspires you someone also inspired them so go back and 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 grab things you know yeah and you could just like wow there's just this beautiful music this plethora of knowledge and everything it's great you know and that's that's when i really got into to slide playing too is hearing you know okay robert johnson and muddy waters and helen wolf you're like wow and this is different kind of blues. Like I'm hearing this Texas blues, you know, someone like, okay, buddy guy, like this is great. BB King, this is great. And then this kind of blues would slide. Wow, this is great too. And again, it's just becoming a really well-rounded musician and, and doing your due diligence and, and, and going back in your history. So. Also, I mean, I grew up in Chicago. My dad was huge into the blues and the nostalgia for me was the storytelling and how each... Uh, blues player can make you know the song their own and we're just telling right. the story right and you know when you listen to things nowadays like catfish blues that everybody plays yeah. and it's just everybody has their own spin on it and the simplicity of the rhythm guitar and blues to the explosiveness crazy licks of a lead player mm-hmm. it's such a cool dynamic you know it is. blues it's, music and it's just a, i love it it's a beautiful thing it's a be- you know when you, you think of players you know you got clapped in and you know all the all these other Bonnie Raitt, all these other musicians. They're playing five notes out of a pentatonic scale, yet they all have their voice. They all found it. Yeah. You know, and that's our job while we're here on this earth. Find find that find that voice. Someone that plays blues rock, Almond Brothers, but Warren Haynes when he <sighs> plays some great old blues covers. Um, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. And obviously, Buddy Guy, too, um, still writing albums at 87 years old. It's just uh, it's the best. It's magical. It's, it's something otherworldly, and I, I, it definitely is a universal language. So then yeah. you went to college here in L.A.? Yes, I went to UCLA. Oh, nice. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Proud what were you studying right there? I studied communications and marketing and PR. And you're yeah. playing guitar throughout? Oh, yeah. That helped me pay for school. <laughs> that helped me pay for school. I would gig. Yeah, I would gig on the weekends and during the week sometimes. And okay, I got my you know got my exams and oh yeah, it's it's it's. Yeah. Were you sitting in with people or did you have your own group? Sitting or a, in usually, a version yeah, of sitting the in. Players? No, I I didn't really do my own band. I again sat in with different kinds of artists because again I really wanted to be well rounded and being able to play a lot of stuff. So a lot of you know I I do a lot of acoustic kind of gigs and really really dig in and get better at playing rhythm. Okay, and then would do you know blues bands and, and and stuff like that and rock bands and just again i just really wanted to be well versed you know as i could and just soak in like all the music i could and <coughs> listen to as much as i could was it word of mouth kind of or you're just meeting different people at all these gigs and they're like hey you should come play on my band it, it, next yeah weekend it was a little bit of that and you know just going out and and you know going to open mics and and playing and, all right yeah like cool i got this band we're working on this project great we'd love to play with you guys you know, and, and, and did that and did that hustle. But yeah. I yeah. mean with 
Well, so what year is this then when you're in college? Roughly like 2000? I, so I graduated 2012 so the, from UCLA. Okay, so the internet yeah. was into play then a Slightly, bit. yeah. Had just gotten a smartphone in like 2011, I think. An iPhone, like, this is cool, <laughs> you know? And, uh, yeah. Was so. this when um, you met Jenny and started? I met Jenny. Um, it was in 2013. And again, this was so funny story. I, Please. I, uh, my buddy was putting a band together and there was, there were seven of us and we did a rehearsal and I went to pay him for my half of the rehearsal and he goes, I can't take it. He goes for this audition. They only want bands of six and I gotta let you go. Oh man. And I was counting on this gig for the summer and I was like, oh great. I got, I, I need a gig for the summer. And I was driving up actually to Tarzana from South Bay and I'm like, man. That's it, I need a gig. And I, I set my parameters and I knew they were crazy. And I'm like, okay, I want a gig that pays. I want a gig in a genre that I am not comfortable in playing. So I knew rock and blues were gonna be out. So like country band would be cool. Okay, I, I want it, a, a band that's playing often and I, that I don't have to drive on a freaking freeway to go to a gig, at least for the next little while. And I knew those were four big things. So I went on Craigslist and I looked up bands looking for players or whatever the hell I did. And I was laying on my bed and I'm like, South Bay country. I'm like, I live in the South Bay oh, and yeah. it's country. Okay, cool. And look, go on their website, listen to some of their demos they did. I'm like, oh, the singer's got a great voice, okay. And then I scroll down and I see the singer and her name's Jenny Pagliaro. I go, okay, she's Italian too. If I can win over the singer, I can get this gig. And I'm like, we look around the same age too, this is great. So went into audition and we hit it off. It's like I knew her since high school. Like I knew her my whole life. It was, I cannot explain it. And I was like thinking about that on the way here. Like I just can't explain it. And we just really connected. There was something there. And the audition went great, got the gig. And we started talking and stuff between our sets. You know, we would play the lighthouse all the time. Yeah, I saw and you guys there yeah. without even knowing you. Cause that, is, that was a big band then. I mean, What a small world. What a small world. I know. So, so yeah, we were talking and she's like, yeah, you know, I'm writing some stuff with my producer right now and I'm looking to, you know, do my own solo album and all this stuff. And I remember thinking in my head as she's talking about this, she's so passionate about it. I'm like, I got to be in on that project. I just knew it. I'm like, I'm going to have to be in on that project. And we just started talking more and more and just found that we were very much in common with a lot of things. And, and yeah, so... Yeah, we were talking one day and, and we were at her house because we would just practice like you want to come over and just play acoustic guitar like, sure and we would play we knew right away that we were going to be our own band like after that first rehearsal together at her place like okay. was she from the south bay she's from uh back east boston okay yeah when she was living out here was she down in the south bay where you guys could she she lived in the west side okay yeah she lived in the west side so yeah we knew right away and i was in that band three months and we left and we did our own thing and that was the house left the country no 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 we left, left. we left the, this country cover band yeah okay and then started our own thing and that and, you and know, the name of that group was roses and cigarettes roses and cigarettes yes, yes and so that's you on lead guitar jenny singing yes and then you have was it just yes. you guys so you people we would sit do, in on drums we would do both pick so, up musicians yeah well and you know they ended up being you know they were good friends of ours already and big brothers to us um so michael lyons he was our producer and our bass player and just big brother and you know mentor and all that good things he's a wonderful wonderful human and wonderful musician too and just 
it's like, yeah, I owe a lot to that guy. We both do. Owe a lot to that guy. Um, Sue's so on bass with us. Uh, we had, you know, rotating drummers, Ted Kelleher, uh, Vic Vanacore. Um, and you guys would do acoustic one-offs? Yeah, we would do acoustic duos. We, we were pretty evenly split. We, we like to do full band stuff and acoustic duo stuff. That just broadened our, you know, scope of playing venues too, which was great. It's frequent in the Mint a lot. That was really our home base in oh, LA. And yeah. Great Scott talent Reef. buyer there. Scott Reefman is, is an angel. He was he was one of our angels Still there for today. sure. He's a wonderful, wonderful man. Wonderful. We're very lucky to just be surrounded by wonderful folks. I mean this guy over here. Legend. Norm. Angel to us. Angel to us. All these all these folks here at at, at Norm's and completely indebted to them. The Mint wonderful people. And the baked potato, I would say, are the two premier uh, venues for music. That, yeah. And they only hold like 300 people. The baked potato is like 150. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Mint is just so great. It's on Pico. It's out of the madness of Hollywood. Yeah. And, and it's just uh, got that vibe. Yeah. It's just a great spot. The, the sound Stones there. played there. Did they really? Oh yeah. I mean, everyone's <laughs> played there. They filmed so many movies there and great concerts. I was. Yeah. Just, I saw Dennis Quaid's just band there. Oh yeah. And yep, he's yep. good. And we opened. We opened for uh, Billy Bob Thornton. His band there too. Oh yeah, yeah. We opened up for them there. Oh, God, Jim Lauderdale. Man, so many. Uh, so Amanda roses Shires. and cigarettes yeah. opened up for Billy Bob Thornton's yes. group. Yeah, that's too cool. Yeah, so that was that was neat. And so so, um, it's just it's just a wonderful wonderful place. And and yeah, really got to cut our teeth there too, and really learn how to be a performing band. That was one of the stages we learned how to do that and how to do the banter thing and. You know how to play and 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 play to a crowd and and really read a crowd too. We learned a lot. We learned a lot on that stage. It's always that will be a very very special place. What kind of music was Roses and Cigarettes? It was like a folk rock Americana. Yeah. And you guys would write songs together yes. and do cool yes. covers. Yes. It was incredibly yeah. It was incredibly collaborative. Jenny had a real knack for you know, coming up with cool melodies and, and lyrics. And, you know, a lot of times she would send a melody and go, okay, Angela, come up with some chords. And a lot of times I would come up with a chord progression. Okay, come up with a cool melody. And she just would always come back with really, really great stuff. And, you know, and we'd... This is 2012-ish? This is 2013. We, we started the band. Uh, 2015, we released our first debut. We released the debut album, the first you had record. You EP before the album, No, right? no, oh, we no. Did album, we did album, EP, and then album two. So um, two months after we released the first album, Jenny was diagnosed with breast cancer. And yeah, you know, we... Two months before you released the after, album. After we released. After yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Terminal. It, it, at, at, she was stage two starting and then it, it progressed to stage four. Yeah. Very quickly? It, I believe it was like a year and a half later. I think, yeah. What was... Obviously, you know, I've had devastating things happen to me uh, with close people, uh, and it's just changed everything. What was her attitude? Um, you know, obviously devastation, but was she wanted to continue doing as much possible as the we, time she had? She fought like hell. Chemotherapy. She fought like hell. Just, yeah, you name it. She did it. She fought like hell. Um we, you know, and we, we would have a lot of conversations about the band and, you know, it's like, okay, we're going to do this for as long as we can wow. and we're going to have fun and we're going to do all we can for as long as we can. And that's it. And that's it. It doesn't need to be more crazy than that. We're just going to do what we can and we're going to have fun and we're just going to kick ass. And that was it. And that was our projectile. And we're going to, you know, 
obviously her 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 diagnosis and 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 led us to be a bit more particular about where we played and how long we played and you know which which was which was great Traveling too and yeah but but as far as like the gigs like eh, we're probably not going to do 4 hour gigs anymore yeah. like that's a lot you know and and by that time we had really played a lot to where okay we can do a lot more showcase shows and that's what we ended up doing for for a while and um Circle yeah. back with Eric Tesmer. He sees one of these shows then, or did he know you from he, Patrilli Pits? He saw us. We we were doing a show here. We had played. Uh, In Norman's yeah, we guitars. had done at Norman on this on this couch. We wow. we had done a song and. No way. Yeah, and he reached out to us, and he's like, "Man, I'd love for you guys to." You know, when you're in Austin, would love for you guys to open for me. We're just like, okay, guess we're going to Austin. You know, and. That first show was South by Southwest, right? That was that was the second time we were at South by. And we, we, we opened for him at the KLBJ uh, show at Shady Grove, and it was freaking epic. It was so Roses fun. and Cigarettes yeah. had played before at South By? We had, yeah. We, we had done some non-official stuff there and okay. just had a blast because that was something that was really important to her. It's like, hey, I'd, we got to do South By, and, and we made That's it. Awesome. We made it happen. You know, we got out there. Her dog Teddy came with us. Her sister and some friends. We we, we made it happen. It was it was absolutely just awesome and just everything we wanted it to be. That's and phenomenal. Just Austin, such a great town too, especially for musicians. And yeah, it was it was a blast. And just Eric really went above and beyond. I will. That was really yeah, something. Yeah, he's a beautiful person. But yeah, he's 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 one of the special ones for sure. Yeah, I'll never forget that. What was your last gig you played together? We played, it was actually with Eric Tesmer. Really? Uh-huh. It, was that it, was, show? it was November 1st, uh, 2018 at uh, Gold Diggers on Santa Monica Boulevard. Unbelievable. Yeah, opening for him and yeah, played played a bunch of songs from our, our new album and just, I'm glad there's, there's a lot of video. And she was, she kicked ass that night. There was something really special with her. Yeah, she was always great, but there was something really special that night. Oh, wow. It was just a really, it was a fun gig, and yeah, we had just gotten off playing at the Mint a few days before. It was our birthday show, and yeah, that Gold Digger show was fun, and the, and the stage is about as big as this, you know, about as big as this table, and we were all nice and cozy up there. We had, yeah, we, it was five of us up there. We had Vic Vanacore on drums, and yeah, just just big sound. Bobby Victor was on keys, and how long after yeah. that show did uh, Jenny pass? Uh, she passed on March 26th, uh, 2019. So that would have been like a year, roughly? No, about... Six months? So, so okay, November, like four or five months later. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, I don't want to get into that too much, but as a um, musician, how did that affect you being so close with her? And, you know, when I've had tragedy in my life, I become rebellious, and I'm just like, fuck this. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to get drunk for the rest of my life now. And were you, did you continue to play? Uh, did you have to, to support yourself? Couldn't, I canceled all my gigs. I canceled them all, whatever I had. I couldn't look at a guitar for a month. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Just because it immediately reminded you of her and. It was, it was because we had built this life together and this plan of being rock stars, you know, and I knew for me I needed time um, just to pick up the pieces and just take a moment to breathe. Um, yeah, because my life changed that day. Yeah. My life changed that day, you know. I've, 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 I was, it, it changes you and you're, you're a different person after something like that. Um, 
you know, and there's no moving on from it. There's not. There's no moving on from it. There's there's a moving Adaptation forward. Adaptation only. There's a moving forward. There's, you know, and, and I... And I miss her every day. I miss her every day. But um, there's a moving forward with her just in a, in a new way, and I just, like, carry her here now. And when I play, I make sure to, you know, wear something of hers every time I'm on stage. Oh, just to make her, Yeah, just to, like, okay, she's here with me. You know, playing whether it's a cool shirt that she loved or, you know, a pair of earrings that she really liked or a ring. I wear something of hers every single time I play. I'm sure she's with you right yeah. now. We miss you, Jenny. You were amazing. <laughs> she's a good one, for sure. For sure. Did you find that time was uh, that you should have engulfed yourself in music because you're having these emotions? And it, I mean, after the month, two-month period where you took a break from guitar, did you want to write about it? Or you're just like, you know what, this is, I'm going to move on and just keep on trucking? For me, I needed time. And I'm someone who doesn't like completely rush into things. I know myself pretty well, and it's like, okay, I'm going to, because again, we were really, we were really close. I saw her, I'll talk yeah, to her every sisters. day. Talk to her every day. Um, and just as a musician, too, that relationship you have with someone that you write music with, I feel like musicians understand what that relationship yeah, is intimacy. like. It's a very, it's a very intimate process of really, when you write songs together, these are deep parts of you, and you're sharing that and trusting that part of yourself with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um for me, I wanted to travel, and that's what I did. So I booked a ticket to Sydney, Australia. Oh, yeah, you told me about this. Yeah, and it's like an I Solo, right? Yeah, you know, one of my best friends lives there, too. And just I I wanted to see some beautiful things. I wanted to see some beautiful people that. and make some beautiful memories amongst this sad and horrible thing that happened. Get out of L.A., too. You know, and getting out of L.A. sometimes helps a lot, bullshit, you know, yeah. and... But I, I, I wanted to make a space for myself. And, and again, you know, grief is different for everybody. You know, we all deal with it differently. I knew with me, I wanted to be healthy about it, not only for my mind, my body and my soul, I wanted to be healthy. You know, I didn't want to go and drink the pain away. That's not how I deal with things. I didn't want to do that. You know, I didn't want to go and do a bunch of drugs. That was something that was not important to me. So I'm like, okay, how can I be healthy? You know, and, and process this in a healthy way and, and, and being, you know, respectful. So I'm like, okay, you know, grief therapy, let's do that, you know, and let's talk to someone about this because this is some heavy stuff. And, you know, just talking to another person about it and, you know, traveling and doing that. I know I would always come back to music. I knew it was going to be there because yeah. it's a part of me. I knew it would. But I knew that I needed to explore these other things that I loved to take care of myself and I Balance love it out. you know and yeah and I and I love to travel so it's okay I'm going to Italy and I'm going to Paris and eating a bunch of croissants and I'm going to <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Normandy I'm gonna go and, and, and go visit there you know I'm gonna go to Austin and see Eric and the guys I'm gonna you know I went to New York for 10 days and just like I'm like god I've never spent 10 days in Manhattan that's something I really want to do so I went and did it you know um it was a big, you know, exploration of self-love and, 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 and doing that. And, you know, and, and again, I just, I, yeah, grief is, grief is different for everybody. And it's mm-hmm. definitely, it is not a linear thing, you know, God. And this past Saturday was the one year anniversary of us releasing our final album that we did together. And that was, that was a hard day for me. Can we listen to that somewhere online? Oh, yeah, it's on Spotify and all that nice. good stuff. You can buy it. It's called Echoes and Silence. And that is, that is one of the, 
proudest things I have ever done and just and and uh, some it's a beautiful thing that we did together and it's truly it was it was an honor to witness everything Jenny gave on that album it was an honor to watch man I it just beyond words to me is it hard to listen to it it's very hard for me to listen I'm to. sorry yeah it's hard for me to listen to but man am I thankful it exists and am I grateful for everyone who was involved in that and that that music exists to me and that it is a legacy it's a beautiful thing that I am thankful for every day even though I can't listen to it every day man am I thankful it exists yeah, yeah. it's we don't understand how God works but he we do understand it sometimes, obviously that album being made, my father passed away and there was like a certain trip we took. My grandmother, even when she passed away, she just, we never talked that much, but she called me the night before and it was just kind of, the, wow. you know, those things are so yeah. powerful and it just really makes you in tune with, um, you know, the world and energy and uh, our souls. And um, so you return from all these this, trips. <laughs> yeah, from touring the world uh, yeah. without a guitar. Did you yeah. bring a guitar with you? No, a little knapsack, mm. Martin, whatever no, it's called. No, I didn't even. I knew like, there would be guitars around and that I could find yeah. something, but there is a bit of a freedom, too, of not having one. Yep. Even though I love it. But yeah, I paid for it when I got home because I, I was slow. I had calluses to like work had up. to grow back. My, I know, my calluses. I'm like, oh, God, they're almost gone. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, Went home. Changing and sure subject. What, is, what are two. Um, exercises like when you come back from that trip what yeah. do you start working on scales or just jamming out yeah, or listening to music scales especially since i'm like i'm a lot slower than i used to be and i'm a little sloppy because i'm very much into my technique yeah and being very precise in how i play and i noticed i was doing things i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah this isn't gonna fly this isn't gonna fly uh just lots of just warm-ups with uh you know just notes and going in half steps and whole steps and that sort of thing I, I like those going through the circle of fifths and doing the different modes within those helps a lot too I do that and it's lots of good stretches um, that sort of thing playing with the metronome I cannot stress enough I cannot stress enough it is a vital tool timing it is, a vital is everything tool. timing is everything my friend yeah timing is everything and it really kicks your butt you're like okay I used to be you know I used to be playing at this, you know, BPM, and now I'm not. And <laughs> we're going to have to change that. So just really, it took me about a good solid three weeks to get back to, okay, let's get back to business. Let's move it up from here. You what know. did you start doing? Uh, were you just called up some old people and say, hey, I need some some work. Let me start jamming or doing session work. Or um, did you form the Petrilli Players? With the Petrilli Players, it's a fun cover band. That is me trying to have music be fun again it's so awesome though because everybody that you have come in i mean to the viewers the patrilli players is angela patrilli and she'll have guest musicians for every role kind of yeah. who's gonna play is Just, you know uh davy allen's a mutual friend of ours who yes. tours with eric burden and johnzo west who yeah. i grew up with yeah you know johnzo? small world i don't we're I don't. next door neighbors man that is, what a small world and I michigan love it. city indiana michigan city I love it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you don't know who's going to be in the Petrilli Players, and you guys play um, next weekend, right? We are playing March 20th at Harvell's. Oh, yes. Yeah, We're Santa opening Monica. up for some good buddies of mine. They're called the Deltas. We, we recorded. The Deltas. They're great. I love yeah, those guys. I we, met them we, recorded, we recorded Echoes and Silence at their yurt studio before the uh, the fires in, in Malibu got it. Oh, wow. 
you know, really? about a year and a half ago. Yeah. I think from what, yeah, I was talking with Ted. He's like, yeah, I think yours was the last full album we recorded in there. They're badass. I you know, man, that year, that year was awesome. Oh, we had so much. That was one of the most fun weekends. What's the guy with the beard? The That's lead Ted. singer? Yeah. Yeah, Ted. he's cool. That's great. Cool, nice so guy. John Ted. Good, good, great songwriters. Great songwriters. Great live band. But They're you awesome. uh, hadn't, when you came back from the, the, the big trip, you mm-hmm. didn't start the Petrilli players yet, right? No, 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 no. I, um, again, I needed time. I needed time to play, to want to... Because, again, that's a lot of energy, not only for me, you know, to, to, to build myself up to do that. Because, uh-huh. I mean, it was, it, was, it was a hard couple months. It was a hard couple months. Um, I just needed that time to, to build myself up. And when I felt like, okay, I can go and play a live show and be okay. Mm-hmm. I can, I, I think I'm ready. You know, so I, I, I called some buddies of mine. I go, listen, we're just playing my favorite songs. We're just having fun. I go, I don't care. I don't, I don't want to care about how many people I got to bring in the door. I don't want to care that we're too loud. I, I don't want people paying for tickets. I just want to have fun. And yeah. I just want to play like White Room by Cream. I love that song. <laughs> Why have I never played that out? Well, guess what? I'm going to play it at this show. Okay, cool. It was lit, and it was a it was a mix of crazy. Like we did cake to cream to, you know, pony. Like we just did all this crazy stuff on that. But again, it was something for me. I just I, I want to find the fun again, and 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 I wanted that that spark to start to come back because I could I could feel it, and I just I, I needed that. So that's what the Petrilli Players is. It's just and and again I called it the Petrilli Players because it's not just about me. Yeah. It's all these amazing musicians that I'm friends with and let and again as a collective and we all just play together, you know. I don't know where it's gonna lead. I don't. Right now, my main thing is we're just having fun. Yeah. We're just having fun and that's it. You know, I'm not I'm not putting any yeah, I'm not putting anything on it. It's just like let's get together once a month and just play some fun songs. You know, so March twentieth, yeah, we'll, we'll be hitting the stage to Hervel's. Um it's gonna be great. I'm stoked. I'm I'm stoked to have my brothers with me on on stage that night. It's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. Can't wait. Um, and also we're got a Hermosa gig, baby, in the works. I was well, I want to get you yes. down to my neck of the woods in Hermosa Beach. Know. We got to bring the great players down there. Bring and, the players down. Uh, <laughs> um, I have a couple of Facebook Live questions. Also, I wanted to get into um, how did the Petrilli picks? I mean, I looked at, I knew you from that too, where you yes. do a demo. Yes. Um, can we cut for a quick? Is the sound, the music on? Yeah, you're going to hear it. Can we shut it off? Michael, can we turn the music off? It's a lot of Oh, gotcha. Okay, never mind. Can we time mark that? Got it. So you had this relationship with Norm's Rare Guitars here, Norman's Rare Guitars, and um, how did the this internet phenomenon where your videos are you know have millions of views all over from I mean every cover song I want to look up I can yeah. just look at Petrilli's pick. <laughs> That's and, very very kind. Well, it's the truth. <laughs> I mean, it's just insane the very amount kind. of uh, exposure you get. What? How did this come be, to come to be? I um I came here one day. It was a couple years ago. Um, I was actually getting getting my passport renewed, and in this neck of the woods. I'm like, you know what? Norm's is around here. I'm just gonna go look. I'm not gonna buy anything. 
I'm just gonna go look and play some guitars and yeah, I came here and, 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 and played. I picked up a Martin over there and they're like, Yeah, you wanna you know, would you like to come and do some video sometime? Sure. It's like you, you know, and Jen's like, Do you got a band? I'm like, Yeah, we're called Roses and Cigarettes. Bring your bandmate too. Like, let's That's do some videos. Dope. And it started for it started from there and it was it was really, really great and, and the videos were, you know, doing well, you know, and and Jen's like, Hey, do you wanna do your own segment called Truly Picks? I'm like, okay, let's do it, you know, and, and that's where it started. Just, you know, Are you doing demos grab, originally or I, I, just I, I, Yeah, lessons? originally just, you know, okay, here's this cool strat and let's play a couple tunes on it and just go and play it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I do the same sort of thing with, with Patrulli Picks too. And, and all right, this is a very cool strat that, you know, I pick it up, seems to be inspiring and, and we'll go and play it and talk about it a little bit. And yeah, it's good stuff. It's, it's good so stuff. helpful. And I mean, obviously I'm sure people tell you you're a pretty girl. So, I mean, it's Sometimes. a good dynamic <laughs> for everyone. You know, it's like, I'd rather look at a pretty girl than some, you know, 50 year old fat guy with corned beef coming out of his, uh, so corn beef a, and your beard is never it's a, a good great look. dynamic <laughs> it's never a good look is it weird but. to you when you look at you know some of these videos uh from norman's rare guitars or patrilli picks or and there's you know two million views on it does that intimidate you it's like wow there's this is or you just I, think it's awesome you know to me i don't i don't read youtube comments i don't do any of that um Very i find smart. my life is a lot more relaxing what i what I think is really cool is is I hope those people who watch are inspired to play and, and pick up an instrument, you know, or maybe before they wouldn't, or they've had one sitting in a corner for 10 years. Like, you know what? Like, what she did today, like, that makes me want to pick up and play an instrument. I love that. To me, that's what it's about. And yeah, gosh, if sharing. I can, if I can make a difference in my playing and, you know, if someone's going through a bad time, like, I get messages like that all the time, like, you know? I've been going through a tough year and watching your videos really inspired me to pick up my guitar and, and like that that's what it's about to me that's I don't care so I didn't start my Instagram channel to get views and to start a thing I didn't what it turned into is something I never thought would happen it's gigantic you know it's great <laughs> it's it's a little crazy to me but it's I just did it it came from an authentic place like I started that to you know push myself to learn songs that I loved you know, and, you know, we we're going through a, a tough time with, with, you know, Jenny's illness and, and all of that. And I wanted something that I could do every day to keep me happy and excited about playing music, you know, and that's where that came from, you know, again, was just something, a way to, to process life and my art and all of that stuff in a healthy way. That's what I... Yeah. That's what I wanted that to be. And that it turned into what it is is crazy. Yeah, like I said, it's gigantic. It's crazy. Your it's Instagram crazy. has more, you have like more followers than Billy Corgan does with Smashing Pumpkins. More that's, followers than Neil Young. I feel like that's a lie. <laughs> it's <laughs> the true? truth. You have more You have more followers than, I mean, 100,000 followers on Instagram. And then, you know, another 300,000 on the YouTube or something. How do you um, pick I the songs? I don't think those numbers are correct, but thank you. Well, <laughs> they are not. It's Hollywood. But thank you. <laughs> But thank you. How do you pick the songs that you show? Um, they're songs that I like. Okay, that's so it. That's it. I'm not like out? I don't go like this is top forty. I'm gonna do this one. No, it's like what's on my. I can't say iPod anymore, but like what's on my phone that I like or what's been on Spotify that I'm listening to. Okay, cool. Yeah, this is a great riff. I'm gonna and do it. Do you ever like? How do you find out how it's correctly played? I mean, we could play a G chord seventeen it's a different bit, ways. You can. It's a different. You know, I listen this to. This is how you're playing. I listen to it by ear, and then. You know, sometimes I'll look at tabs, sometimes, but it's all about really listening, okay? Because again, 
like I said a few moments ago, it's di- you, you hear an E chord here that's different from an E chord here, or here uh-huh. or here. You know, so again, it's it's a it's a lot by ear, and, and a lot of times I'll watch their live videos. I'll see like, oh yeah, I'll watch genius. what was the one I did a, a few like Eric Clapton playing Layla on, on MTV Unplugged, and, and watching how he did it. Oh, okay, okay, that's what he does when he goes to the D minor. He does this to this, and he puts his thumb here. Okay, cool, that's how he did it. Well, but that has a lot to do with tone too, and it all goes back to that. Okay, so playing a D minor here and doing it like this when you go to the B flat, okay, that makes sense instead of going to the D minor to the B flat or D minor B flat. Every time I see one of your videos, uh, there's a little bit of anger because I've been playing like you played that Stone song the other day. Um, uh, dun 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 dun. Um, uh, Jack Flash. Yes. Yeah, I've been playing that wrong for 20 years. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I <laughs> so hope this video like, helps shit. you learn it proper. Okay, yeah. it's an you know it's an That's open. That's what it's tuning. all about. That's what it's all about, man. That's, That's it. so cool though. And That's it's, it. <laughs> I love that it's just the you know these great guitar gods watch you, and these famous world touring musicians are you know a fan of yours. It's humbling to me. Because, again, I just did this as something for, for me to be a better player. And I mean, that why I do you think you stand out as opposed to, you know, the other million people that are sharing guitar lessons and have, you know, 3,000 views? To me, it's about the music. To me, it's about the music. I, I show up with a Strat or a Martin. <laughs> I'm wearing a T-shirt. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in front of my, <laughs> my wall with the songs, like, you know, the albums that have inspired me. It's about the music to me. It's about the music, and that's how I am. Like, listen, like, this it. is this is this is what I like, and this is how I play. And you know, and if you don't like it, that's great. There are a million other channels mm-hmm. you can watch. I, you know, and and that's cool. But like, I'm gonna do me, and 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 that's it. I don't know. I I don't. It's it's that's it to me. What's the weirdest DM you've got oh on God. Instagram? That's a whole nother video, guys. <laughs> Facebook that's a whole Live video. questions. <laughs> That's a whole nother Well, you video. can answer one of these, or okay. one or the other. So we're Facebook Live right now? Uh, well, we were, and then I had to shut it down because the thing went off, but I still okay. got all the questions. Okay. So who is your guitar god crush? Okay. Or, that question I just asked you previously, or what is the best advice we've got? We got the best did. advice. We got that one. Okay. What's the happiest experience you've ever had? I don't know if that's musically or in your life. What's the greatest day you've had? Let's say musically. Musically greatest day? Where you're oh like, my gosh, I love so what many. I do and I've just, was it earlier on where you really were getting a There's you know, so many. Rolling? I'm going to have to give you a few. When Jenny and I played the Paramount Theater in Austin. <sighs> I didn't that know you was, did that. That was pretty epic. Was it, were you guys opening for someone? Yeah, or? we have Mark Broussard. Oh, yeah, and it was him. a whole bunch of the, great people. My boys, the Dales tour with him right now. Um, that was really something. <sighs> Favorite, God, when Martin Guitars, um, Jenny and I went to do a, a museum sessions there back November 2017 in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, Nazareth. Oh, and if you have not been to the factory, you got to go. It is great. So they invited us. We did three original tunes there, and you know they were taking video and doing pictures and all that, and. Uh, Chris Thomas over there he, he emails and he's like hey um, can we uh, can we use one of your photos in the booth at NAM? and I'm thinking you know they got like a little thing like on the desk I'm like sure okay it's a giant one and it was giant it was huge I cried I cried at this year cried I, this was uh, 2018 okay 20 I cried that day that was something that I got 
Are you so sponsored cool. by them, endorsed by them? I, or? I work with them, yes. That's so yeah. great. I mean, it's, that's, it's very just, that's such success very cool. just there. I always, you know, I'm humbled. from the Midwest, and I try to remind musicians there that, you know, just being a rock star is not success in this business or selling millions of albums. There's so many ways, and you're the prime example, to really find a way to make a living in music you know that's just being a, a touring not even touring a working musician just you know just that's staying, the success staying authentic and i think that's really yeah the not day. selling it's out stay true to myself and and that's what's important to me is people are going to want to put you in a box and that's great and all that but just sticking your sticking your guns and just what's another female these are other questions um well let's go who's your guitar god crush guitar god like what do you mean by crush i think they're things like, like, who like you, who's very handsome who, and who, who do, do you I, fancy <laughs> guitar oh who do i think is a very handsome guitar player Eric Tesper's not bad looking. Eric Tesper's a handsome dude. He's, He's like, like my brother, model. though. It doesn't count. <laughs> He's like my brother. Uh, who, who Dead is or alive? Oh, gosh. Because it's so funny because I always think of the playing. Like, oh, man, like I, lo I love their tone. Who, who would, I, I mean, he doesn't play guitar, but Brandon Boyd for me, Gibbous for me, was just so everything. <laughs> That's a good looking he's dude. Still, he is very handsome. He, he, oh, just everything. God love him. Uh, sticking love with him. this, do you only date musicians? Um, I don't date musicians. <laughs> <laughs> you stay away from I used to. I don't anymore. And last one on this calendar. <laughs> What's been your worst date with a musician? But we'll just say... Oh my God! Worst date with a musician. Well, that's what. Did you get the DMs where guys are like, "Hey, come play in my band. I'm uh, opening up for Slaughter or something at the Whiskey a Go Go." Or I've uh, I've gotten some interesting rat. DMs. That's a completely different. <laughs> Give us one weird DM. One so weird DM. This guy DM. can listen right now and feel like an idiot. Oh my God! There's so many. Like okay, like creepy, weird. Yeah, we want those. Um, <laughs> I had a guy write a song about me and <laughs> did. I'm not even. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Just wait. He did, he wrote a song about me, and then set it to pictures of me. Oof. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna tap creepy that? radar. That was that was that was that was a little. Oh my god! Thank you. And it's like I had no idea up? what I looked like. Thank you for reminding me 27 times. <laughs> like that's... thanks, dude. That was a little. That was a little strange. Gotten, gotten a lot of proposals. <laughs> a lot of proposals without meeting me, which I think was, this is very, very humbling. I guess. Very, There's very one flattered. more from my buddy Jake Bear here. Yeah, I, let's hear it. It's a, it just says, "What is your creative process like? Do you focus? I mean, you're, you know, a, a fantastic, phenomenal lead player, but do you ever feel the need to write songs? Yeah, it's. Do you get an idea? It's, is it trauma? Is it happiness? I think it's everything. I think it's just being open to everything that life brings because life isn't always great. Uh -huh. And, you know, life isn't always bad all the time either. It's, I, I think it is. Waves. A, it's, it's perspective, too. I think oh, it, it's yeah, a lot. Sure. It's a lot of perspective, you know. I, like, gosh, every morning I wake up, the first thing I say is thank you. My legs work today. My lungs work today. Yeah, and I'm too. healthy. You know, I think having that perspective is, is, is really, really important because cause it is, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm thankful to be here and, and be alive and be able to talk with you and yeah. play a piece of wood with strings on it. Mm -hmm. Like I get to do that and I was. It took me a while to come to that actually. I mean, we were talking about that the other day and I was just like, you know, I'm just so grateful now. You know, I told you I quit drinking and I don't try to yeah. always bring that up, but 
uh, just living for the party and you know being an asshole and you know I, the joy and fun and appreciation I have for life now and just so grateful the things I get to experience yeah. and you know all the people that's you know famous not famous that are supportive of me and it's like wow I'm just yeah. to get to just be alive you know I mean especially I think it takes you know for my father or for Jenny in your case sometimes it takes that trauma to really be appreciative of what we have because you know people you know especially with social media today they're just constantly complaining about this and that or politics and it's like <sighs> once your face you know dr death knocks on your door or somebody you love then it's like you know we're not guaranteed tomorrow yep we're living on borrowed time you know and making the most of it the people you love you tell them you give them a hug you tell them you love them you call them you do that you know, and, and, and you live, you live your best life and you live for you and going back to you, like this is, your life is yours. Yep. Your life is yours and live for you and do what you want to do. And people tell you you're crazy, well, fine. Maybe I'm crazy to you, but for me, like this is, this is what I'm meant to do. And this is how I'm meant to live. Um, and but, take but, care of the engine that's your body. Yeah, you know? take care of your body. So you can Get live sleep, a long life. Drink water. Yeah, but uh, but going back to your question about you know creative, I think, you know, I, I and again, I'm not a person that forces stuff. So when you don't don't force a song, you know, it will it will come to you. And some are harder to write than others. Like you might just get a chorus, and you're like, damn it, I can't get those verses quite right. But just being open to it, the the, the universe will or give you what you need. You just got to be again, just in that in that moment and, and, and be open to it and you never know you could be surprised you know and, and given something that you didn't quite expect so I think songs are given to you yeah you know and it's, it's a matter of looking at it and, and, and being open to it that way and, and embrace them when yeah, they're given absolutely. to you because you know all the greats my favorite songwriter Billy Corgan you know he's uh, all his most famous songs he says he wrote in five minutes mm -hmm. you know he's like the in-depth ones that I tried to overcomplicate those right. are the ones that I didn't even make the album right. you know right you know, so just again, just just don't get in your own way. Don't get in your own way, exactly. It's just I'm exactly. gonna get one more Let's of these. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm trying to find something that we haven't talked about. Do you remember the? Oh, okay, here's a good one. Who's an artist that you'd uh, love to open up for? I mean, Gary Clark Jr., that'd be pretty rad. GCJ, Pam Adams, yep. make that happen. Let's w Management. Oh, my God. That, we should make that happen. Yeah. It's, that would, it's, let's, let's seeds that planted happen. right now. Um, God, who who else? Bonnie Raitt. Gosh, that'd be Man, so sick. Bonnie Raitt, that would be something. That would be something. I love Cheryl Crow, too. That'd be pretty great. She's at Pam Adams, reps her, too. Oh, w <laughs> Management, yep. And Lucas Nelson. So. Um, I, love, I love Nora Jones, too. I love Nora Jones. Uh, who? Yeah, I mean, gosh, so many. John Mayer would be pretty great. I'd love to play in his band. Yeah, well, we're going to interview David Ryan Harris together. DRH, oh gosh, you heard yeah. that. He was, uh, I missed the show at oh, Hotel Cafe. Yeah, I was at that show. He's, he, what an amazing songwriter. Well, John came, songwriter. didn't he? Yeah, he was there. Yeah, he played a couple. Um, he's an amazing songwriter. DRH, amazing. yeah. Yes, amazing, amazing songwriter. And a super nice dude, too. Well, yeah. yeah, he. I mean, yeah, him great. growing up he's in uh, coming up in Atlanta, you know, he kind of helped Mayer become yeah. John Mayer. You know, he went to Berkeley and stuff, but it was uh, the Eddie's Attic down there mm -hmm. where everyone was jamming. Mm -hmm. Yep, Atlanta, um, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you for Gary Clark, that would be a cool opener. The that'd Shirley be, players at the Fonda. Show. Should we? Or should we? Fonda's great. Fonda I love the Fonda. All right. El Ray. 
El Rey's Ooh. good. El Rey. They're going on tour with uh, the Black Keys this summer. I saw that. That's I saw pretty, that. Uh, That's killer. Good guys. Big. Good guys. So what's next on uh, Angela's plate for this week, this year? What's some <sighs> goals that you have that you want to accomplish? You know, I think always, I just always want to be a better player. That's always something. When you, you know. do these demos and you're playing out all the time, mm -hmm. I mean, are you still practicing at home or is that you're practicing? Okay. All the time. So your yeah. guitar's in your hand that three or four hours a day. Yeah, it's, it's you know, again, you the more energy you put into something, you know, the, the, the more it's going to grow and just like watering a plant, same kind of thing. You just got to give it water and, you know, all of that. Um, yeah, I'm constantly practicing. I teach a lot, which is great. And I learn a lot from my students too. You know, which is which is wonderful. It's like, all right, so we're gonna do these scales like this, and I'm thinking, I'm telling my students to do that. I should probably do more of that too. You know, so it it, it forces me to be even a better teacher for them. So so again, working with my students has been has been lovely. But yeah, playing you know playing more shows and and again, I'm just not. Uh, I'm kind of I'm 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 open to whatever. I'm open to whatever. You know, someone calls me up. All right, we want you to head out on tour with us. We need a guitar player. Great. Okay. I get, I'll take I get over a, Petrilli picks for you. know, you. I get a call from Gary Clark. Could you open for us? Yeah, no problem, Gary. <laughs> you know, but but again, just, just being open to everything. You know, I may, you know what they say, like you make a plan and God laughs. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm going to do, I'm going to do what's, what's what I think feels feels good to me, you know, but there might be a greater plan out there that's something I can't even imagine right now, you and know, and I'm, and I'm open to that too. Works. You know, 90% of life showing up. And then it's yeah. Just you know, being prepared, being, open. being prepared at the right time, you know, cause I'm not, I don't necessarily believe in luck. I think it is being prepared at the right time, Yeah. you know, and putting in the work. Cause it's a, you know, and especially running your own band and running your own brand, you're wearing a lot of hats. You're wearing a lot of hats and you gotta put in the work. Well, also for my film, I'm directing Long Black Veil, you, Johnny Radelat, uh, David Ryan Harris, yep. Justin Andres. Yeah. You know, I'm going to get him on bass, and yep. I, you're going to maybe musical direct for the song. We're going to do a cover of it. We'll record the Sunset Sound. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's just, uh, it I'm so glad to have met you oh through Tesmer. I'm so Likewise. happy to be here today with Norm. Likewise. Being I know. Here as thank, well, you, Norm. thank you, Norm. Thank you, Norm. Thank you, Norm's Rare Guitars. And yeah. uh, if you're a guitar player, musician, and been living on the moon for the last couple of years, go to Petrilli Picks on Instagram, on YouTube. Yeah, Angela Petrilli on, Music. Yep. You yep. should do yep. a podcast. You'd be amazing. I'm you know, I'm thinking about it. I'm think I, I would love to. It's just a matter of. Getting all the well, yeah. getting all the gear and all the stuff well, good to time go. Time too. I mean, you're and so time. busy. And, and I know again, like I know a bunch of great musicians who mix, who you know do all this stuff, who play, who have toured, you know. And, and again, just getting different perspectives. You know, we we all learn from each other. You know, we're not the same, so we all just learn from each other. Let's not be competitive. Let's yeah. all learn. That's and be it. nice. That's how you get along be nice. better in the world. Just Don't be, be a nice jerk. to everybody. Don't be a jerk. Be nice. It's and easier to be nice. We're going to play something right now. Sure. All right. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. This was great. Good to talk to me. Good. All right.
Very cool. What do we have here? A 1977 Martin D35. Can't go wrong with those. They're beautiful. Oh, my They're beautiful. And I've got a triple O eighteen. This is a nineteen fifty five Martin. Oh my god. They're beautiful. Nice big sound. Beautiful patina of the wood. Yeah. You can't go wrong with these. Good acoustic jam. It's always fun. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for having me. This was this was a ton of fun. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll have this up soon. Thank you. Love it.